body aches at bedtime, Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to DRIFT. These sleep stories are made possible by the women at Envy Pillow, two RNs who have created an amazing company that all began with a pillow designed to reduce wrinkles while you sleep. Now there are ergonomic, environmentally sensitive pillows, plus glorious silk pillowcases, and so much more. And you can learn more in the morning at Envy Pillow. That's E N V Y Pillow. And their gift to you, in addition to these free sleep stories, is this. If you use the code DRIFT, you'll receive 10% off your shopping. In this story, I'd like to revisit a tale that is said began with the old Greek slave, Aesop. It's called The Tortoise and the Hare, and we'll put our own gentle spin on it to put you to sleep. But as we get set to do that, Let's relax completely, wherever you are. Whether you're listening on a plane, a bus, in your bed, in a chair, wherever you want to relax right now, it all starts with the breath. So let's do that. Please take a deep breath in, all the way to your toes. Hold it. And release, nice and slowly. Now let's do it again. Inhale. And exhale. Great. Let's go back to those toes. Wiggle them if you can. Then swivel your ankles. First one way. And now the other. Good. How about your calves? Are they feeling heavy? Sinking into whatever is supporting you right now? Oh, they should be. Let your thighs do the same. No more holding on. This is a place to let go. Same with your backside. Just imagine the indentation in a cloud of feathers that you're making right now. And it's perfect. How about your back? Ooh, just letting those muscles relax. And then moving up your spine to your neck. That overworked, tensed-up neck of yours. Whether you lie on your back or your side or even your front. Just let it release. Now to your shoulders. Same thing. Let them drop so that they no longer hold control over your arms. Down those arms, all the way to your hands. Stretch your fingers out and wiggle them if you can. Sort of waving goodbye to the stress and worries of the day. They will wait. And finally, let's go to your head, to your face. Let your jaw hang limp. Your tongue heavy in your mouth. Your eyes are in a relaxed position and your eyelids are heavy. 
those eyebrows, <laughs> make sure they're done for the day as well. Now that you're completely loose from head to toe, let's do one more breath in. And now as you exhale, think these words. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. And if you're ready, let's drift. Imagine yourself in the meadow. A soft, sunny day, maybe at the beginning of your favorite season. And as you look around, you see leaves waving in the breeze. I'm assuming, after all, that you chose a warmer season. So forgive me if it was a cold one instead. There's a fragrance around you that no one could put in a perfume or a diffuser. It's the perfection of nature. And you are a part of it. Not disturbing. Just observing. The day is all you could hope for as you sit in the shade. All is well. And you are filled with contentment and gratitude. But what is happening under the tree near you? You see a turtle. Or is that a tortoise? Hmm. You remember the lessons you learned in school. Tortoises have more rounded and domed shells, while turtles have thinner, more water-dynamic shells. Oh, yes, since tortoises like to spend their time on land. That must be a tortoise. Yes, that's it. And who's that he's talking to? It looks like a rock. Oh, no, it's a bunny. Hmm, wait now. A bunny is just a baby rabbit. And this one, this furry fellow, is most definitely grown up. But now that you put your hand over your brow to shield your eyes, you see that this one has longer ears and long hind legs. This isn't a bunny or a rabbit. This is a hare. And because you are now quite sure, that on this perfect day, in the gentle breeze and soft sunlight, you must be dreaming. You close your eyes and imagine their conversation, which we think goes something like this. Hello, Mr. Tortoise, and how are you and your family faring? Very well, very well indeed, Mr. Hare. Thank you for asking. How are the kits? They are all quite well, and now there are forty of them. Would you like to know their names? Oh, no, said the tortoise politely, cutting off the hare before he could begin. For the sun will surely be down behind the hills before you finish. <laughs> the hare laughed too. Right you are. And besides, by the time I give you all their names, there might well be more. Then the two laughed together. How about you? asked the hare. Have you any offspring? Oh, we're thinking of laying some eggs one day. You know, when we get around to it. There's no hurry. No hurry at all. How can you think that way? tisked the hare 
Life is so short. Not for me, it isn't. In fact, I like to take things slowly. This way, I'm able to appreciate the moments. Like this day, for example. Look at the butterflies, the bees on the flowers. Everything that is unfolding in its time, in the perfection of nature. Well, as much as you may say that's perfection, I prefer to just squeeze as many moments as I can out of each and every day. And do you know, I think my way is best. That may well be, Mr. Hare, but I would say you are wrong, my friend. The two sat there in silence for a few minutes, the tortoise slowly pivoting his head this way and that way, taking in every gift nature was offering, the quiet fluttering of leaves overhead, the sweet chips and chirps of blue jays and cardinals, and the far-off talk-talk-talk sound of woodpeckers. The hare, meantime, tapped his left hind foot again and again, unable to stay still for even a second. Finally, his impatience and impudence got the best of him, and he said, Hey, tortoise. Yes, hare, what is it? Well, I was thinking, if you truly believe that your way, the way of patience, and everything in its time, is right. How about a little wager? What kind of wager, Hare? The kind where, if I win, you tell all of the animals in the woods and fields that tis not the quality of each day, but the quantity of everything we can fit in between sunrise and sunset. There can be no more discussion of how wonderful it is to take in each moment, and that life is simply to be lived as speedily as possible. What do you think? Well, I suppose it depends on what kind of competition you have in mind, Hare. After all, I am a creature of great dignity. What do you suppose we would do? Oh, well, you see, in the hours we've been here, the minutes, interrupted the tortoise, the minutes. So you say, anyhow, in the time we've been here, I've thought of just the thing. Let's have a race. Then you'll see the importance of being quick rather than deliberate. What do you say? The tortoise thought about it, which, of course, was his way. He pondered the fact that the hare was naturally much speedier than he, obviously. But the tortoise was also a true believer in his own philosophy, that life was not to be hurried through, for each day is a gift. Hadn't he and his forebears always lived a truly deliberate life? It's how they survived for decades upon decades, sometimes their years even numbering a century. At last, 
he came to the conclusion that there was nothing to be gained by backing away from the hare's challenge, and the tortoise agreed to the race, provided he would have the chance to go home and enjoy a good evening and night's rest. The hare, somewhat surprised at the tortoise's acquiescence, quickly agreed. As you wish, my friend, as you wish. In the meantime, I shall let all of our fellow woodland creatures know of the excitement that will come with daybreak tomorrow. Mm, make it a little later, would you? asked the tortoise. I do like to take my time getting around in the morning. And again, the hare was most agreeable. So it was set. At 10 a.m., the two would meet for a race at the biggest oak tree in the fields. They would begin there and end there, and the winner would be proven right once and for all, with no more discussion as to whose way of living was best. The following morning, the sun rose on a beautiful day. The temperature was just perfect for almost everything a person or for that matter, an animal, might want to do. As the bees kissed the flowers, still wet with dew from the cool night prior, and the roosters greeted the morning with their usual throaty cries, the animals of the woods and fields began to share the news. In a few hours' time, there was to be a race, a most exciting and unusual competition one that would pit the oldest and most respected creature in their midst, Mr. Tortoise, against the cheeky, speedy Mr. Hare. The badger told the hedgehog, who told the weasel, who told the field mouse. The mouse told the sparrow, who in turn flew to the highest branches and sang out to all who traveled above the earth about the race that was about to take place. Soon there was nary a creature, from the grasshopper to the goose, who did not know of the day's most extraordinary activity. At the tallest oak in the fields, at precisely 10 a.m., hundreds of animals had gathered. A donkey who had been grazing nearby was called upon to signal the beginning of the race. As the tortoise and the hare stood at a makeshift starting line, assembled with pebbles placed there by four young raccoon kits. The other animals crowed and chipped and chirped and cheered. Then the donkey brayed loudly enough to be heard for miles, and with that the race began. Picture, if you will, all of those cheering animals. Then suddenly a blur a streak through the fields so fast that one might expect to see scorch marks, as though the starting spot had been hit by lightning. For that is almost how fast the hare took off at the donkey's signal. Then the dust settled, and as the spectators rubbed their eyes and cast them upon the pebbles of the starting line, there they saw their friend, dear old Mr. Tortoise, Head in his shell, from the sheer chaos of it all, he began to peek out, and seeing that all was safe, 
he extended his neck, put out one foot, and began his race. By the time the tortoise had done so, the hare was already at least a mile into his journey. Head down, ears back, he was traveling at an incredible pace. So fast did he run, in fact, that as the sun rose higher in the sky, he found himself getting a little thirsty. He was grateful to see a pond on the grounds of a farm at which he could stop and take a sip or two for just a moment. Hello, ducks, said he, as he approached the bank of the pond. Good morning, Mr. Hare, the mama duck and her five ducklings responded in unison. What brings you to our fine farm today? asked the mother. You haven't heard, said the hare. It's a race. I'm running to prove that my way, the way of speed and swiftness, is the best of all. Who are you running against? asked one of the ducklings, looking around in hopes of seeing the hare's opponent on the horizon. You needn't search. He won't be here for hours. It's the tortoise. The tortoise? they asked, once again in unison and in great surprise. Yes, indeed. Well, why would you want that? asked another duckling. As I said, to prove a point, taking one's time is a waste of life. There are so few hours in the day. The best way is to hurry, 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 not to plod. The ducks, who were quite content to paddle, float, and peck all day, did not have much to say to this. They quite liked their lives, thank you very much. The only time they had to hurry was when the cornmeal was scattered or there was a fox in the area. The ducks all continued to search for any sign of the tortoise, and they saw none. Well, I must away. This race isn't going to win itself. Toodaloo, said the hare, and off he went. If you're wondering now, where was the tortoise while this refreshing exchange was taking place? Well, I can tell you. Only about fifty meters from the starting point, the place that would later become the ending point once this large circular race had been run. Although a few of his friends stayed around, played around, laid around, just waiting for him to continue his journey. Most of the animals had long since lost interest in this terribly one-sided race. They knew that this spot was also where the competition was to end. So they went about their day's work and play and promised to return when the race was over so that they might greet Mr. Hare when he returned. Soon the noon hour sun was above all the land, and the tortoise continued his slow and even pace along the makeshift race course. He passed the duck pond without having to stop, chat, or have a drink of water. And as he lumbered along at his molasses slow speed, he made a point of taking in the beauty of the day, 
the fluttering of the wildflowers and the cheerful buzzing of the insects that played in their petals. Far, far ahead of the tortoise, Mr. Hare, finding himself a little winded and warm from the morning's run, was ready for his second break. He had once again found a refreshing spot, this one under the boughs of an enormous elm tree, as though a welcome mat had been rolled out just for him. He found a wide, thick patch of moss that was cool and spongy and perfect. I know what I shall do, said the hare. I'll take a page from Mr. Tortoise's guide for good living, and I'll just enjoy a wee nap in the perfection of this day. I'll let the gentle breeze ruffle through my ears and my fur. I'll curl up on this beautiful bed of moss, and I'll just take advantage of the fact that my opponent in this race is so very, very slow. And yes, that last word was said with the longest yawn you've ever heard. And with that, Mr. Hare, with all of the confidence of a man, or Hare, with his eye on the prize, closed both of them and drifted off to a deep and peaceful sleep. Now one cannot know how long that hare slept, but when finally he awoke thanks to a butterfly that had perched and was doing a little dance upon his nose, the sun had moved in the sky, much lower, in fact, than it was when he nodded off. Clearly I had a very good rest, said Mr. Hare, stretching languorously and rubbing his eyes. Hmm, but where is the sun? As he blinked and shook his head to wake himself, the hare finally saw just where that old Mr. Sun was. Why, he was nearly at the tree line. How could that be? Was it already so late in the day? that the sun was preparing to go to bed itself? No, 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 said the hare. That's not possible. And yet, do you know, it was. With a start, the hare jumped up, patted down his coat and shook his limbs, getting ready to start to run again. He crouched down and took off in a flash. Through one field and another and another, where is that finish line, he thought. It must be coming soon. And then he heard it. The sounds of his fellow animals cheering. Ah, they hear me coming, he thought. I shall have a hero's welcome for sure, and I cannot wait to make my jubilant acceptance speech. As he came over a hill, he could see in the verdant valley below, even in the dissipating daylight, a large gathering of all kinds of creatures. How excited he was to be approaching the pebbled finish line, the same one that earlier in the day had been the place from which they'd begun this epic race. But lo, what was this? The animals were gathered in a circle, not standing by the finish line, 
not looking in his direction to hail the conquering champion at all. The hare kept running, all the while calling out to the assembled crowd, Here I come! Still, did you know? No one turned or looked in his direction. He ran faster, and soon could hear the cheers and exultation that rang through the valley and echoed in the trees. Hooray! Hooray! they cried. But strangely, no one was looking his way. And then he saw it. He saw the last thing that hare expected to see on that day or any other in his short, busy life. He saw the tortoise being carried on the shoulders of ferrets and weasels, hedgehogs and, ouch, porcupines. He saw him being carried around by raccoons and squirrels, chipmunks, and even foxes. Could it be? Yes. Yes, it was. The tortoise had won the race. With his head bowed, his floppy ears nearly brushing the ground, the hare skulked towards the finish line. When he crossed it, a small bit of applause arose from the few who saw it happen amidst all of the clamoring and excitement over the tortoise. But then the winner gestured to his friends to put him down. He turned towards the finish line from the opposite side of it and made his way to where the hare sat, shaking his head in disbelief and staring solemnly at the ground. What happened? asked the hare. I won, my friend. Well, I see that, but but how? As I recall, I passed you taking a nap while I was making my way along the race course. That was you, curled up on the moss under the elm, yes? It was, but you were so far behind me. How did you win? My friend, it is as I have always told you. Slow and steady wins the race. The race is not always won by the fastest, either, my dear Mr. Hare. Well, can I tell you something, friend Tortoise? Anything you wish. I have all the time in the world. That nap I took, the one on the soft bed under the leafy tree, on a perfect day? That felt better than any trophy or prize or celebration. For to sleep, to have a good rest such as I did, was beyond wonderful. Well then, said the tortoise thoughtfully, perhaps you should do it again. I shall, maybe even right now. And the two chuckled, put their arms around each other, and joined the crowd who still could not believe the outcome of their day's competition. And the lesson again that they learned that day? Slow and steady wins the race. Oh, and also, a good sleep? Rocks. And on that note, as we say goodbye to competitors, friends, and all good ends, 
we hope you will drift off and sweet dreams. <laughs>